It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Monday the 26th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk. Coming up, all eyes are on Moscow today after the third Wagner Group coup, uh, with the US saying real cracks have been shown in Vladimir Putin's regime. So what happens next? Well, we'll talk to some people who may well know. Uh, meanwhile, the Duchess of York has undergone successful surgery after being diagnosed with early stage breast cancer. And Prince William is launching a major five-year campaign to end homelessness, saying it's his life's work to ensure everyone has a safe and secure home. But will he succeed where numerous charities and politicians have failed? 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Absolutely extraordinary events uh, over the weekend. I think most of us are trying to enjoy a bit of sunshine, having a very nice time. Uh, and then the news broke that there was this attempted coup uh, in Moscow. Well, the troops from the Wagner Group, led by Yevgeny Brigozhin, didn't actually make it as far as Moscow. For some reason, 24 hours in, Suddenly, they turned on their heel and turned back. Some sort of deal brokered by the Belarusian president, close ally of Vladimir Putin, indeed only in power due to Vladimir Putin's uh, uh, largesse with his uh, troops to help quash those coups in Belarus. But what has happened? Prigozhin, we understand, has gone to Belarus. He's been told, basically, you won't face charges of treason if you stay in Belarus. 
Do we really believe that is the end of this? Well, uh, we certainly know that uh, many intelligence figures in America, Britain and Ukraine and elsewhere feel that it absolutely is not not the end. Uh, Could civil war be brewing? And is the ending possibly of Vladimir Putin's regime what we really should wish for? A Russian state armed with many nuclear weapons falling into civil war? Is that the end game? Well, we're going to be talking about that, the implications for the war in Ukraine, uh, for our economy, for safety in Europe, you name it. That is all coming up on the show. You think this doesn't matter to you because it's over there? This is absolutely going to impact on your life, whatever happens. Well, joining me to talk about all of this is a commentator, Sam Armstrong. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. I have to say, I mean... Extraordinary, extraordinary events uh, happening um, in, in uh, well, in, in southern, southern Russia, as we saw those Wagner Group troops marching out of Ukraine, marching north, seizing a, 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 a very you know, important military, strategically important town um, or city of a million people. Um, and yet... Uh, then we ended up with uh, some sort of deal being done. Now, let's have a little listen to a clip of the US Secretary of State, uh, Anthony Blinken. He was speaking uh, yesterday and, and talking about how the Wagner mutiny is showing cracks emerging in Putin's authority. Here's what he had to say to American TV. So I think this is clearly, uh, we see cracks uh, emerging. Where they go, if, if, if anywhere, uh, wh- when they get there, very hard to say. I don't want to speculate on it, uh, but I don't think we've seen the final act. Uh, this has been uh, a devastating strategic failure for Putin uh, across virtually every front, uh, economic, uh, military, uh, geopolitical standing. And this is the interesting point, isn't it, Sam Armstrong, because actually many thought that you know, Crimea, well, the seizing of Crimea was successful in 2014, that Ukrainian you know, mainland law um, Vladimir Putin obviously thought he was going to shore up his, you know, his presidency, his power by entering this war. It does appear this war could be his downfall. Yes, he's increasingly looking like the emperor with no clothes. Uh, he was marching around. Everybody was looking impressed. And then uh, the world stood up to him. And all of a sudden you can see that it wasn't such a powerful force after all. And that's, of course, an incentive to us in the West to deal with all dictators that way, whether they're exactly. Vladimir Putin or President Xi in China, because standing up to them uh, begets good results and doing what the foreign office, doing what the talking heads on the telly tell you to do, which is, oh, no, 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 give it to us, put us in charge. Mm. Let's have some roundtables and discussions. What does that get you? More and more and more trouble. And again, these uh, dictators, they have the illusion of a lot more power than they actually have. And again, you you actually see the the Wagner group, you know, Yevgeny Prigozhin has the illusion of a lot more power. You know, 25,000 troops, we're told, you know, has crack troops that he's been using as a mercenary army. Turns out, actually, it's more like 8,000. Again, many of them are, you know, ex-con, Basically, you know, we're told if you're in a Russian prison, if you fight for six months in Ukraine and you got a small chance of surviving, then you're free for life. Uh, it turns out those rapists and murderers pretty, you know, very, very brutal when they're in Ukraine, but uh, perhaps, perhaps not quite the force that uh, many had thought. But this is the thing, exactly. It does appear that when you see a, a dictator actually having to sort of put boots on the ground in terms of the corruption levels, the incompetence, when you surround yourself with yes men and you don't have people who will tell you the truth, like actually this is a bad military strategy, this is what happens. But what is really worrying is a lot of people getting hopeful, like Vladimir Putin might be ousted on Saturday. 
Um, and yet, well, ousted by someone like Yevgeny Prigozhin, I mean, nicknamed you know, Putin chef because he once did catering in, in Moscow uh, for the for, for the Kremlin for major events. And he was a restaurateur, previous hot dog seller, ex-con, brutal, brutal man, a man who once dealt with a, a mutineer, a mutineer from um, his own his own Wagner group, um, Mercenary Army, by um, smashing him in the head with a sledgehammer. This is not someone you're thinking, well, we got rid of Putin. Let's have. Let's have Prigozhin in charge or anyone he decides to put in charge. But in terms of what sort of deal might have been done for him to stand down, you know, what could have happened? Because many of the papers are reporting now what some ana analysts were saying over the weekend, which does seem to me to be likely that actually we're looking at the the way you really get real power is your willingness to be totally and utterly evil and ruthless and threats against, you know, Prigozhin's family, other Wagner Group leaders' families. And at the end of the day, you know, many people will give up an awful lot of things to save their children. So goodness knows what happened. He's fled to Belarus. We've also got Chechen mercenary armies. We've got other mercenary armies involved. Um, is this though? Is this the beginning of the end of Vladimir Putin, as many are saying? Well, look, Russia came out of, and it's important to look back at Russia's history, a sort of collection of ruling warlords yeah. that all got together for centuries. And, you know, when there was something significant to fight for, they would come together. But most of the time they spent fighting amongst themselves. And in some ways, it looks like Russia is degenerating back mm. into that kind of status. But you're absolutely right to say, is that a good thing? Yeah. And there's a, this is sort of trope that says, oh, well, Vladimir Putin is a really bad person, but the Russian people, well, they'll all be fine. Yeah. They, they all want to come round, sing Kumbaya, get round to the fire and, and sing with us and make yeah. world peace. It just ain't so. The polls show that Putin, in some ways, is to the left. He's less nationalist, less yeah. aggressive than some of the people are, that yeah. he's ruling I over. I mean, and Bogosian is a is a national hero for many people. But of course, we've got we had this you know news blackout in in in. Uh, in, in Russia for what was happening over the weekend. But of course, they've also got very, very one-sided versions of what's happening in Ukraine. But, you know, stuff leaks through for the people who are able to get on the internet. Um, and we know that Bogosian is very, you know, a very popular figure with many in the Russian army as well. There was this concern for Putin that as these tanks uh, uh, just travelled on the road to Moscow, bearing in mind they got within 120 miles of Moscow. They were, you know, they were hours away from Moscow um, and, and basically met pretty much no resistance whatsoever. That, I mean, that is really very, very telling. Yeah, and he definitely put the Russian army to shame. Now, remember the Russian Ministry of Defence, which is Prigozhin's big complaint that they're useless, could not get a column 400 miles from Belarus to yeah. Kiev. He managed in 24 hours to get them the best part of 1,600 miles yeah. towards Moscow, supposedly yeah. the second best fortified city on earth. And he did that without any trouble, without any hassle. Yeah. Uh, he has he took down Russian helicopters. Took down the Russian way. helicopters. Whatever you say, Prigozhin has a point, and I think many in Russia, many in the Russian military, mm. will sympathise with that. But this is the issue, isn't it? Because lots of people are saying, "Well, this could end the Ukraine war." Actually. But, you know, if Prigozhin is able, you know, if able to come back, if there is some sort of destabilisation, by all accounts, it looks like this defence minister that uh, he obviously has no time for could well be uh, ousted. But the key thing here is that Prigozhin's 
battles with, with, with uh, the Kremlin and with Putin in particular are, are not, oh, we shouldn't be in Ukraine. He, his argument is we should be fighting a more brutal war. We should have seized Ukraine. It's your fault. And they were vulnerably crucial in the battle from Bakhmut. Part of the resentment is we lost, you know, thousands of men fighting for Bakhmut, which has really very little strategic importance. It just became a symbol of the battles between the, the Russians and the Ukrainians. Um, and then the Russian army sees it. And now there's going to be a counteroffensive. And basically you ain't up to the job and we'd like to finish it up. I mean, there is an advantage for Ukraine, everyone is saying, in the short run, which is any chaos in the top of the military command when they're focusing on that. They ain't focusing on a, another major offensive or their defences against the Ukrainians fighting back. Ukrainians were able to take some extra territory, small amounts over the weekend. But but in the long run, will this mean that, you, that, that Vladimir Putin has to sort of show, have a show of force, a show of power, and that he will then be more brutal in, in uh, Ukraine than ever before? That is the concern. And the concern also, if Prigozhin gets his way, is this a man who would even think twice about using nuclear weapons if he felt that he had to? Yeah, and that's the big problem. Prigozhin well, it's has our said, problem, folks. It's not happening over there. It's our problem. Yeah, and Prigozhin has said he wants to use tactical nuclear weapons. Now, yeah. tactical, read Hiroshima-style nuclear weapons. Now, you think this is bad. You think your gas bills are high. Yes. You think the consequences of this war have landed up in your shores already. You ain't seen nothing yeah, yet. If nuclear thing. weapons are used in this conflict... All hell is going to break loose yeah. and your bills are going to go through the roof. You're going to have millions of refugees leaving Ukraine. It is going to be a total and utter global well, we'll, disaster. We will, well, we'll also be in, let's face it, we'll be in a global war at that point because I don't believe there's any way that NATO can stand by. Certainly the, the Eastern European NATO countries are just going to absolutely demand that action is taken uh, to protect them, aren't they? Uh, th this is unbelievably serious stuff. It's sort of almost a bit fun watching it on the TV on the Saturday. The implications of all of this are huge, as you say, for the whole world. Um, we're going to talk more about this. We'll also talk about what's happening at home up next, talking about uh, um, well, the NHS generally, but obviously a, a routine mammogram did work for Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York. Didn't work so well for all those women who didn't get routine mammograms because they decided to shut down the NHS to save uh, people in their 80s and 90s from COVID during 2020. Never forgive, never forget. Um, but also Prince William sorting out homelessness. If only anyone had thought of doing that before. 6.44 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. On the app, on your mobile, Talk Radio and Talk TV. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.